Hello, hello, my dear audience. Hello, my partners on the journey of learning and growth. You know what they say, you do not grow old, you get old when you stop growing. And I am like you trying to learn and grow. And of course, you teach what you want to learn the most. So I'm learning, just learning as, as you are learning. I'm not there yet. I think that when you are there, you go to the other side, you stop learning, you're finished. I often suggest tools and different ideas to you. It does not mean that I mastered them all. I mastered some of them to some degree and uh, others to a greater degree, but I'm still working. So we're all in the same boat. We're all different only in the degree, not in kind, dealing with the same issues that all human beings deal with. I'm Peter Resnick and welcome to the Dr. Peter Resnick's Toolbox. Last week, I forgot to remind you that today, Tuesday, March 28th, would be the last Tuesday of the month. And we allocated the last Tuesday of the month to working on your night dreams. I would like to keep that tradition. So if you have a night dream to share or have a question regarding night dreams, please call. The number here is 888-874-4888. Of course, you can always send me an email if you cannot call or if you're listening to the recording. It's drpeterresnik at gmail.com. D-R-P-E-T-E-R-R-E-Z n as nancy ik at gmail.com while we're waiting for the callers a little show and tell impressions from this morning you know uh, I, I live on the eighth floor and i think i told you in the past every morning part of my morning exercise routine i do on my balcony throughout the year and most people look at the trees from below to above, that is the look up. And I look at the top of the tree, not up, but just straight, because I live on the eighth floor, the top, the very top branches of the tree um, are right in front of my face. And there are four branches, actually very close, maybe uh, two feet from my balcony, I can I can reach them with my hand and I actually called this, gave them the name, I called them quattro, of course, four uh, in Italian. And every morning I wake up, I walk out and I say, hello, quattro. And I hope that they're responding. So, and this morning I looked at quattro and said hello. And, and I saw these beautiful buds already, it's the end of March, but the buds which will give birth to leaves already there. And then I saw a squirrel. And the squirrel was, I noticed, eating these buds. And I suddenly fell out, it will eat up all the buds, what about the leaves? And I yelled, hey, get, over to, get, get away from here. And then I started laughing at myself. And that's talking, remember last time we spoke a little bit about arrogance. And I thought how arrogant it is of me <laughs> to interfere with nature. This tree is at least 100 years old. 
and it survived without my interference. And the squirrels have been eating buds from this tree. But I somehow felt like, oh, it will, it will destroy it. It will kill the tree. It will not kill the tree. The tree was here for so long. And, and, I, and then I, after this kind of funny experience, I was thinking how often in life we and I want to interfere with the natural process of life, natural flow. Things will unfold without us. Or we take responsibility for, for needing to fix, needing to fix things, or feel guilty why we didn't fix, why didn't we improve things. You do what you can do in the moment, you do what feels right, and then let it go. Life continues. I don't know why I felt like sharing this with you. And if you find any value in what I'm saying. Uh, I, uh, last, last week, or uh, maybe even two weeks ago, I mentioned to you, no, I think last week, uh, the 54 values uh, that I, a list of 54 values that I send to my students, to my clients, and ask them to choose 18 out of 54. Uh, because it's, we, we spoke about values and how important it is to have a clarity of what is valuable to you, because then it provides basically knowing your values provides you with meaning in life. Because if you have certain values, but the reality of those values or limitation of those values are, are difficult or are non-existent in your life, then the meaning of your life may be to fulfill those, to live up to those values. So anyway, I suggested that those who were interested would send me an email and I would send them uh, a list of these 54 values with the suggestion to choose 18 out of 54. Uh, but then uh, after choosing 18, I said that I suggested that they reduce 18 to 10. Why this two tier, two step uh, process? Because first you spontaneously choose 18 values. Uh, and then you have to really give it a thought, which ones you will have to throw out, which ones will you keep, you really distill it to 10. And sometimes for some people, it's difficult to exclude some and yet you still have to do it. And then you know, you know, really what the values are what is really most important to you. So there are uh, many people, that, um, many people that requested these 54 values, but a couple of people um, send me actually, and I suggested those who want to send me their choices. And uh, both people, Steve and Lily, who send in their values permitted me to talk about them. And I will after I answer the phone, um, because somebody is calling. And that's my I think I know who it is. It's my old friend, Gwen. Uh, you're on the air, Gwen. Hello. Hello. Hi, Dr. Resnick. Can you hear me? 
Hi, Gwen. Thanks for calling. So happy to hear from you. Hello. Dr. Resnick, I had a dream last week that uh, was so strange that I, I told everybody at work about it. because And, and, and so I thought today maybe you want to hear about my, my weird dream. Absolutely. It, it's not a dream. And no dream is weird. It may be <laughs> difficult to understand. It may be challenging. It, it's all useful. Nothing is weird. Nothing that happens because it's all about you and with one purpose only, to help you to live in the present moment and to get in touch with you. Okay, go ahead, Gwen. Okay. Uh, to Just a disclaimer. I did have a discussion with somebody at work last week, and I don't know whether it was the same day, but he uh, he used to own a scuba diving uh, company, and he, he, used to, he used to go scuba diving. Uh, I fell asleep last week, and I had a dream that I was standing on a pier. Uh, it's kind of, um, you know, it was kind of a half a square of a pier. You know, he's going down and then kind of going out into the water. And I was standing with this man. I don't know who he was, and he said, now, you know, Cats hibernate in the water. And he said, so you have to be very careful. You can't wake them up because they get very angry and they can be dangerous if you wake them up. So he uh, he then proceeded to jump into the water. It wasn't me. He jumped into the water, but somehow or other I was seeing what he was seeing. And the water was clear, and he got to the bottom, and it was kind of um, still, but it was also of a hue of brown, and all the foliage uh, that was kind of um, against, it wasn't against the wall, but it was, it was lined up as if it was against the wall. All the foliage was brown. And if you look carefully, you could see the bigger cats, like the lions and, uh, and, and the wild cats were in the back. But in the front were my, my kittens, my cats. Mm. And uh, somehow or other, my, my, uh, my kittens were woken up, and they started... Uh, chasing this guy, so he had to come up from out from out of the water, and uh, and and I and I said, I thought it was very strange they were chasing him because my kittens are so sweet. Why, why would they do that? But he did warn me that if you wake them up when they're hibernating, that they will be aggressive. So uh, I can't. I, I I think there was a little bit more to the dream, but that was the gist of it. And everybody thought it was very funny at work because everybody knows that cats hate water. Right. Yeah. Very interesting dream. Uh, so let's work on this dream, um, when. So my first question is, how did you feel when you woke up? I think I felt upset that my my little cats uh, had attacked that man. Okay, Do you 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 understand why I'm asking these questions? And in my article, I I talk about it. The article called Dream Work, uh, because. This dream is showing us where you are, showing you where you are in life. So when you wake up and, and you feel a certain way, uh, it's, it's how you feel about your life in general. Because the, the dream reflected to you your mental and emotional life around 24 to 72 hours around the time of dreaming. So we know already that you're upset about something. The second question, what is the location? Where does the dream unfold? I, I can't, I couldn't figure out where I was in the dream. It was, 
it almost reminded me a little bit of where, where Barbara Streisand was when in Hello and Hello Dolly was when she was in Maryland with Omar Sharif. It was, but it was it was brown. The the wood the wood on the is it, a, the, is it a, the, a river? Is it a lake? Is it an ocean? Oh no no! It was. It seemed to me, it it looked like lake water, but I thought we were on like a bay. Uh huh. Uh huh. Interesting because. Um, does before before I make my comments, does does it make a difference for you uh, whether something is a bay or a lake? What's the difference between them? What's your feeling? Um, As opposed to ocean or river. I like the ocean a lot. I love the ocean, and uh, and the and the bay is connected to the ocean, so. If you gave me a choice between whether I'd rather go to the ocean or, or a lake, I would say I'd rather go to the ocean. But, uh, Gwen, but we know there is a difference between the bay and the ocean. Even though the bay is a part of the ocean, there is something specific about the bay. What's the difference? It's, mu it's, it's much calmer. It doesn't have any much waves. Calmer. Yes, much calmer. It's kind of protected. So the ocean can be wild. And a universal, a universal um, symbolism of the ocean, it's, of course, of course our emotions. And uh, when a person dreams of, of, the, of the wild ocean, it's something wild, something uh, natural but expensive and powerful is happening emotionally in a person's life. So if from, from what you are saying, that, that it was a bay, we already understand one is that you are upset and that you in emotional life, you are in a place not of turbulence, but kind of in a in a quiet place. But as you uh, described, there is kind of mud almost it. The waters are not so clean. Is that correct? Right. The, wa the water appears to be clear, but the, uh -huh. the hue of the water is brown. And all the foliage in the water is brown. None of the foliage in the water is green. It's all brown. Everything is brown. Mm -hmm. But I can still see because the water is clear. But it's got that, you know, that brown tint to it that that lake water has. And um, what would you say? Does it correspond what we just said that it's not an ocean? It's a bay, and it's a quieter place. Uh, with kind of water is clear, but it's not that clear. There is brownness. Would you say that it corresponds with where you are emotionally these days? Like you said, yes. you just said uh, that you would prefer the ocean. You would prefer these wild, unstoppable, powerful emotions. But somehow you are in in a different place. Is that correct or not? Well. I don't think I don't think I like to be in a wild, powerful place. No. Uh, per se, I, I I think that I've been thinking about what I'm missing with my mother and father. The place I love so much is an ocean town. What I feel like I might have to end up going with is being here in New York and going to lakes instead. And in, in, when summer comes up, because um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. all the issues. Uh, that are surrounding, you know, my parents. So maybe mm -hmm. that's where mm -hmm. the lake and the ocean are not are meeting. So Gwen, and if you would have, if you would need to give 
uh, a title to this story that you just told us. That is, this dream, think about it as a, as a little movie. Imagine that you picked up a video and it had no title. But you saw this short movie that you told us about, and usually the title reflects of what is happening, the drama of the whole event, of the whole movie. What, what title would you give uh, to this dream? What, what the whole story is about? Uh, I, think, I think it's a kind of cat's upside down, because, because it doesn't make any sense. The right. cats hate water. They don't like to be in the water. So why would they hibernate in the water? So it's, it's, I think it's kind of symbolic of, of other things that I'm looking at in my life where it's like, you know, it's like says the recipe calls for two cups of flour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but when you go to put it, but when you go to tell whoever the head chef is, they say, oh, no, that, that's four cups of flour. And, but you know it's two, and it's going to ruin the cake. And that's kind mm-hmm. of where I am in my life, where it's it seems that in my personal life, I keep coming into people that, I mean, like they break the law and they and 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 they go around it and say, okay, but okay, so that's okay. We just keep moving. We break the law, but we just keep moving forward, and we keep putting it back on you. And and I haven't done anything. And uh, mm-hmm. it's like. I don't know, maybe George Orwell's 1984 book where everything is doublespeak, you know, that kind of feeling is, is kind of the feeling I have. Because mm-hmm. even in the dream, I, 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 I thought it was very strange that cats were hibernating at the bottom of the ocean or bay, right, and they're right. sleeping down there. Right. So it's really, everything is opposite. First of all, cats usually are, are moving their, their life, their... Uh, you know, if you if you you have cats, so you know they're tender, they they they're peaceful basically mostly. Uh, and here it's they they are you they hibernate, which cats don't hibernate, and they're hibernating at the bottom of this bay. So it's like you said, it's totally opposite to what in the, in the real waking life the way things are. So, and now if you say that that does correspond to something that is happening in your life, the question is, remember, the dream is not only a reflection of where you are in life, but also a blueprint of where you will go. So do you want to continue uh, living this way? Do you want to stay in that place emotionally? No. No. So then, then... Remember what we do with the night dream. So this dream, this whole story was really created, manufactured by your subconscious mind to to demonstrate to you where you are. And if you acknowledge it, that's where you are and you don't want to be there, then you have an opportunity to go in and make a correction. Now, if you want, we can make a correction together. Would you like us to do it? Okay. So... I will explain to you why I say correction, why it's necessary. Remember, we can change the blueprint. And as we change the blueprint, we change your emotional unconscious makeup. And so that after the exercise, once you change the inner, the outer inevitably will change. I don't know how it will change. I hope uh, changes will happen and you will also 
call in and let us know if there were, there were indeed changes that we are hoping. I do not know what changes will happen. I don't even know what uh, changes you will make in this dream. And I don't want you to plan it. What we know is that you are not in the in the right place. So you can do this. Remember that in the world of imagination, everything is possible. You read my article on dreams. Is that right? No. Don't no, get mad at me. But I'm not a oh, okay. Okay, that's fine. So then I will remind you, and, and I will remind also our listeners. So how you make a correction? For, first, you state in your mind the intention. For example, Gwen, you, you had you said that you are not in the place where you want to be. And that's where the dream uh, is telling you this story. So first you state the intention. I'm doing this exercise with an intention to bring myself to a better place in life. And then I will do with you a little step-by-step exercise where you go inside of the dream through your imagination, because that's what the dream is. The dream is just images that come to you in your mind spontaneously during while you're sleeping. But now, because you are conscious, you can use your will and imagination to make any changes. So I will take you back to the experience, but you need first to tell me which one, which scene from this whole story is the most significant or the most upsetting because remember you woke up being upset which scene you feel is the most um, important from the whole dream I think that the thing that stood out to me the most in the dream was first all the ugly brown foliage mm-hmm. uh, and then I was very shocked in the dream that it was my my little cat that became aggressive and and they were being mean okay so when i usually don't do this but i will tell because you don't have the experience because we have not done corrections yet i will give you ideas of what can be done but i don't want you to take it as as my guidance and that's what you have to do once you do the exercise i'm just giving you an idea ideas of what was possible. But you, once we are there, once you are there, you need to act spontaneously. Do what feels right to you in the moment. But I'll give you an idea. Let's say you, you go into this dream, to this moment where the cats are, uh, are not friendly. You know them as being friendly, and they're at the bottom of the ocean. You remember, in the world of imagination, everything is possible. You can take scuba diving equipment, you can go, you can rescue them, you can appease them, you can send them, uh, you can, you know, show them your face so they recognize you, you can, uh, you can put them uh, to sleep with a shot and take them out and then wake them up back in a safe environment and play with them. You can communicate, remember it's a night dream, you can talk to them telepathically and tell them you love them. Anything you want, remember, do not limit yourself. Imagination is limitless. So you go and make a correction. The most important, Gwen, is that at the end you are satisfied. Something good happens. What it is, it's not in my hands. You will decide. Mm -hmm. You wanted to say something, Gwen. I just wanted to say that I I guess as I think about it, I don't want to disturb them because... If the man is right and cats hibernate underwater, 
it was my fault for waking them up. It was his fault for waking them up. And we should just let them stay asleep because it's wintertime and they're hibernating and they're underwater. And I guess that's where they want to be. Gwen, Gwen, but remember, don't don't get stuck on that. Remember, the man is also part of you. It doesn't matter. You... Uh, don't be kind of politically correct. Oh, they're supposed to hibernate. No, cats don't. You told me cats don't hibernate. Cats <laughs> don't live in the water. So do what is right. Don't think of what is supposed to be in that format of a dream. You are the master. You can do anything. Remember, in the world of dreams and imagination, the um, regular rules of this outer world don't apply so you can be a magician you can be a master you can do anything to to feel good to to complete the dream being victorious i'm not going to say anything else let's do the exercise just sit quietly and close your eyes breathe gently long slow exhalations nice and easy inhalations Breathing out twice as slow as breathing in. And now think or imagine number five. Five turning into four. Four becoming three. Three becoming two. Two becoming one. One becoming zero. See zero elongate now become an oval, but a very large oval becoming a mirror, a full length mirror, big oval, now gently breathe out one time, physically, and step into the mirror, come out on the other side, right into the point of the dream, where you are with this man and, and the cats, and he jumps, or you jump, and just let me know what is happening right now. Not what you think, but what you you are seeing and experiencing. We're just we're standing in the bottom of the ocean or the bay. Okay. Yes. In the burning sand. And I'm mm -hmm. I'm looking at them. Mm -hmm. Can't see all the men. Are they aggressive? do they look to you aggressive? No, they look like they're sleeping now. Mm hmm do you want to leave them there sleeping or would you like to take them out are this these are your cats my kittens are down there yes yes would you like to leave them there or would you like to take them home or what do you want to do what feels right to you at this very moment it feels, it feels better to leave them there okay so just leave them and do you still want to stay at, at the bottom of the ocean or you would like to leave this place? I want to leave. Okay. So find your way out of the ocean and let me know where you are and what happens. Remember, you can use anything and do anything you wish because everything is possible in the world where you are. I'm just coming up. There's a lot of bubbles, mm -hmm. but I can make it up to the top. I don't need anything to help me. I can make it up to the top. Okay. And I'm standing out on the pier, and mm -hmm. I'm wet. 
and it's cold outside. Mm-hmm. Are you are you by yourself? No, I think that man went up before me. Mm-hmm. And but now I'm by myself. Okay. Are you comfortable with where you are, or you're ready to leave this place? I'm not, I'm I'm not comfortable. I'm cold and I'm wet, mm-hmm. and I feel I'm not sure if I did the right thing because. I just wanted to make the kittens happy. If that's where they want to be, I don't want to disturb them. Mm-hmm. But, know but that I'm, you can always, if you were to change your mind, you can always come to this place and do something different from what you've done before. Are you ready to leave now the ocean? Well, I'm cold, so I think I want to go inside. Okay, so... Look around and see where you can go and be warm. Is there any place you see around? I think there's a little, like a little restaurant or something in the back. Okay. Would you like to go there? Would you like to go to this restaurant? I just want to go in and sit down and get warm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Go there. Uh, once you get there, please let me know who is there, what's happening, and if you are comfortable. It's a little cottage place. It has checkered tablecloths, black and white checkers, and the windows outside are painted blue. Mm-hmm. And it's very cute. It's it's old. It's from the 1920s or something. And there's nobody mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. It's your time and it's dusk. Is it warm? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, are you comfortable? Are you are you getting kind of more comfortable in uh, your clothes drying, or what's happening? Well, I'm not comfortable, but I'm more comfortable than I was because my clothes. Although they're still soaking wet, I'm not in the cold air. I'm inside where there's heat. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of sitting at a picnic bench inside. It's kind of like picnic table set up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's nobody here, though. Would you like to make something for yourself? Uh, something hot? Uh, tea? Coffee? In anything well, I you need? Really like it. I would really like it if the waitress came out and asked me if I wanted some tea, because yes, of course I want some tea. I'm freezing. Mm-hmm. But nobody is there. No. Mm-hmm. Okay. So stay with the feeling, knowing that you're in a safer place and more comfortable. And whatever is to happen will still happen because it's inhabitable place. Somebody uh, is living in this place. Somebody owns this restaurant. But it is yet for you to discover who and see what happens from this situation. And now, uh, just Dr. Resnick, yes, I think I didn't 
I, I actually think I'd better go back and get my kittens. I'm sorry. Okay. I, no, I think no, I made a no, mistake. No, sorry. Okay. I have to no, we'll. run go, back go and get right them. back and go back. Yes. All right. So here comes Pumpkin. Okay. And coming out. There's a couple more. I, I think Starlight's hiding in the back. Okay, get them all. Foxy, come on over here. And then I've got Snowball. She's always hiding. Now, it's a lot to get them all in my arms and get them up, but I, I think I've got to get them up and get them out of the water. Remember, Gwen, everything is possible in the world of image. You can have anything at your disposal at any moment. Okay. All right. So I'm pushing my toe to the floor of the sand. I'm pushing really hard, and I'm going to push us all the way up till we get back up to the pier. So we're, we're up. We're up. And I just put all the kittens out on the pier, and they're kind of going crazy. They don't know what's going on. They're walking all over the place. But they're peaceful. They're not aggressive. They're okay. They're okay. They're just a little bit uh, shaken up. They don't know what the heck's going on. Are you ready to go home? Would you like to go home with them? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So remember, in the world of image, everything is possible. You can have a car and or any vehicle, a spaceship, whatever you want. It is at your will. All you need to do is to imagine what you want, and it will be there. So well, make a choice. I see a little airplane, and I think we should take that because that'll get us home faster. Okay. Is and it piloted those... by someone, or you will buy, or you will fly it? I don't see a pilot, but I'm not going to fly it because I have to take care of the kittens. So somebody's in the front, and he'll fly us back. Okay. Go. So go and to the plane, negotiate, and let me know when you take off. Okay, we're we're taking off now, and I have a I have a blanket. It's kind of like a sheep's wool blanket that I'm I'm drying off the kittens with. I'm drying them all off. Are you feeling better now about your decision yes. and where you are? Yes. Yes. So keep the feeling to yourself, and now feel feel yourself being in charge of the situation. And feel yourself connected with these kittens and knowing that you are now flying back home and you're in a much better situation and state that you were before. And now gently breathe out one time and find yourself being sucked back to the mirror. Now come out of the mirror, look back into the mirror and see yourself safely in the plane with your kittens. Then see the mirror close into a zero, zero becoming one, one becoming two, three, four, five. Come back into the room, open your eyes, and give me a smile. <laughs> good, good, Gwen. Wonderful. How was your experience? <laughs> well, I came out of the mirror wearing, my hair was dry. I had this really nice white coat on, and I had my arms filled up with all my kittens. 
That was beautiful. pretty good. Wow, beautiful. Gwen, you, do you mind if I make now comments about your experience? No. <laughs> okay. So notice, we when we started this journey, we said the intention was to come to a better place, right? Because you woke up, you were upset. And whatever transpired during this journey, which was actually a waking dream, was absolutely a right thing. I could not force you. Remember, like, for example, when you decided to leave the kittens at the bottom of the ocean, me, Peter, felt, no, 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 don't do that. You know, but I could not tell you because that would not be coming from you. So I felt like, okay, if she wants to leave them, something that she cares about, she wants to live in in a strange condition, which is not natural for them. That means that's where she is in life, I thought. And I will give her an opportunity. I will tell her that she can always come back to the ocean. She can rescue them whenever she wants. But if that's what she wants, I cannot interfere with her freedom. So, but once, even more, you know, you come out, you don't have experience with imagination that allows you to do anything. So you come out, you are cold. I'm asking you to look for a warmer place. You get to a restaurant. Again, you're not taken care of. You're not taken care of. You're cold. There is no one to make some, a cup of tea for you. So this is your inner world. Remember, this reflects all the images that come. But because you are not accustomed to using imagination and will within imagination, you kind of sign for it. You agree, okay, you're not in a good place still. But then something when it beautiful happens because of your love for the for these kittens, you say, no, I don't want to settle for less. You see? And you go back and you rescue. And that's the right thing to do. It means something within this waking dream happens with your psyche that you said, I, I need to do better for myself. I don't want to settle being wet in a, in a fr- place where I don't know. And so then you act. And when I just encourage you a little bit to use your imagination, find means for transportation, you just don't get a car, you get a plane. <laughs> so a plane is uh, flying is, is a symbol of freedom. So something happened, Gwen, within this waking dream where you find freedom, not only for yourself, but all the parts of yourself that you care about, because kittens also represent parts of you. So I'm very happy that you went through this journey. So I would very much recommend now, this work on this dream is not complete. I will tell you how we'll complete the dream. Now, after after this show, what I want you to do is to... uh, Take a piece of paper or, or, or like a journal and preferably without lines. And on the left side, you write down your whole experience, starting from the point where you stepped into the mirror and what you saw, the kittens and so on, to the, to the very end. You first describe it, writing it down not on the left side. On the right side, you make a drawing or as many drawings as you want, illustrating the story that you wrote on the left side. Uh, you don't, it's not a must to use colored crayons, but you need to have them available in case if you want to use them. Remember, 
understanding the drawings is is my it's a language that I can understand. It's the language that I speak. So if you after you make drawings, you take a picture of these drawings and send them to me. So the next show, I will actually make my comments about the drawings because they are very important. They will tell me but uh, clearly what impact the whole waking dream had it on, on your life. In addition, this coming week, you may have more night dreams reflecting the inner changes. It, this is for some people who are not familiar with this work. It looks okay, she just imagined this, imagine that. But I understand because I've done it with thousands of people. Actually, it may have a profound impact on your whole psyche, on your life, on your emotional life, uh, and also in the way you act your emotions in the in the physical world. So this is your homework, Gwen. So you make drawings, you write down what you experience, then you make drawings, and then you send me the pictures. You have my email. And yes. God bless you. Thank you for sharing. And uh, do you want to make a comment before? Uh, I, feel, I, I, I feel a little overwhelmed with the homework. Uh, so yeah. tight. I'm, I, I'll try to do it. Um, but I get, I, get, I get very nervous when I have... I guess I feel pretty overwhelmed with all the huge amounts of work I have to do right now. So but when I try to you don't, do some... don't have to. With what I suggest, it's not a must. You don't have okay. to. What, okay. what you experienced is already valuable. If you want to do extra, you do it. If you don't, you don't. Most important is that you feel good, that you're in a better place than you were before when you experienced that dream and woke up and were upset. That's the most yeah. important. The most important is the, the happy end and you're flying to freedom and home. That's <laughs> congratulations. The rest, if you want to do it, you do it. If you don't, you don't. Okay? Yes. Thank you, Dr. Thank Resnick. Thank you very much for sharing, Gwen. Thank you. Well, okay, bye-bye. Yeah. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you were following uh, this experience that Gwen had. And, and my hope very much is that you understood the whole process. Uh, and if you did not, there are two things. There, there is one thing you can do to understand it, if, it got, if I got your interest. First, you go on my website, drpeterresnik.com, and go under articles. I have many articles there. You read one article called Dream Work. And then there is a second article called Waking Dream Therapy. And if you read these two articles, you understand all that I did with Gwen, why I did what I did, and what hopefully impact this experience will have on Gwen's life. Anyway, let's go back to the values. So as I said, Lily and Steve send their values. I will, uh, and it's interesting, I, uh, they send to me both the choice of 18 values and then how they reduced it, them to 10. And it's significant because I want to make comments about the final 10 choices that they made. Because if, if they made choices, and I hope Lily and Steve, you are listening, if you made those choices, it means they're really important to you. And the question is, do you live by those values? So we start with Lily. 
So our, the 18 were number one was compassion, next financial freedom, then freedom, gratitude, growth, honesty, integrity, loyalty, love, physical challenge, pleasure, or quality relationships, respect for others, responsibility, serenity, spirituality, trust, and whole life balance. But remember, that was 18. And then she needed to reduce to 10. And remember what was number one, compassion. And when she had to reduce, compassion no longer was part of this 10. Not only that, but it was uh, not only that it wasn't number one, it was it's not at all uh, there. So she got rid of it. And financial freedom, which was number two on her list, when she gave it a thought, again, squeezing, reducing 18 to, to 10, financial freedom became not number two, but number 10. And gratitude, which was number four, became number one. Isn't it interesting? And love when it where it was number one, two, three, four, number nine on her list of 18, love became number two. So Lily migrated from 18 to left to 10. And the 10 became gratitude, love, integrity, honesty, loyalty, responsibility and reliability, quality relationships, trust, spirituality, and financial freedom. So uh, I did not have a conversation with Lily, so I don't know if these values that she pointed out are actually values by, by which she lives now, or they're values which are more aspirations that she would like to live by them. Lily, if you're listening, and if you find that any of these 10 that I li listed or that you wrote are uh, a challenge for you, you can call, of course, and I will be happy to talk to you about how to get to that place. For example, uh, not everyone who uh, believes and holds honesty as a value uh, is always honest. I'm not suggesting that you're not, uh, Lily. I'm just saying, or not everyone who who appreciates gratitude and you wrote gratitude as number one is living in a state of gratitude which is an absolutely beautiful thing yeah it's my belief here it's so nice you wrote actually gratitude number one and love number two and it's it's really profound you know because i i i, I agree with you um if you have love and you do not have gratitude uh, about having this love or about having life, um, love may warp sooner or later and become something else. So gratitude is always important. Gratitude to, to, to being alive, gratitude to having love in your life or to having people in your life or to having financial freedom. So if if you experience any challenge in uh, to follow this ten or to to have them as a guiding light 
in your life, gratitude, love, integrity, honesty, loyalty, responsibility, quality, relationships, trust, spirituality, and financial freedom. If you experience challenges with any of them, you can write to me if you don't call today. You can write and we'll talk about it. <laughs> if you write financial freedom, uh, it's, it's a relative term, of course. Um, I would say I feel I'm financially free, not because I am a wealthy person. You know, I, I have an apartment and I have a car and I don't have huge uh, savings, but I'm financially free because, you know, thank God my children are already capable to support themselves and I don't have big needs. I don't need second car. I don't need the plane. Um, I don't never set the goal to have a lot of possessions. So I'm financially free because uh, I don't have too many demands. In fact, um, Plato, I believe, the Greek philosopher, uh, said poverty increases not in the decrease of one's possessions, but in the increase of one's greed. So the more you want, the more you live in poverty. So I feel uh, very often like rich, a rich man, even though I'm not a rich man financially, I don't have a lot of money in the bank, but I don't have too many demands and what I, what I want, I have. So anyway, that's uh, Lily. Now I will talk to you about Steve's 18 values. Interesting. Steve wrote at number one, love, self-respect, honesty, knowledge whole life balance, interesting, having family, trust, ethical practice, responsibility and reliability, quality relationships, freedom, pleasure, mm. gratitude, number 13 gratitude, you see, growth, financial freedom, faith, spirituality, service to others. But when, when he reduced it, number one still was love. Isn't it interesting? And self-respect was number two. And number three, honesty. So the first three migrated, uh, even though um, 18 were reduced to 10, still love, self-respect, and honesty were the most important. And, and actually, and the fourth knowledge also is uh, most important, interesting. Uh, trust became number five, even though before he had trust as, as number seven. But whole life balance was thrown out completely. Something else became more important. So what we have with Steve is number one, love, then following self-respect, honesty, knowledge, trust, ethical practice, quality relationships, freedom, and growth. And number 10, service to others. So it's, these are beautiful aspirations. Again, if any of them are a challenge for you, you're welcome to, uh, to write to me. Uh, a lot, anyway, a lot of people have these aspirations about spiritual practice. Uh, to me, in my tradition, uh, the spiritual practice is the way you 
it's not the way you pray, but the way you live. It's a way of life. Because one time I remember uh, many years ago, I saw a woman uh, who was a social worker, had grown children, and she did not work because, as she said to me, her husband made a lot of money and he wanted her to take care of the children and not work. So she actually didn't practice, even though she has masters in social work. And at one point, it kind of she was not happy. She came to see me because sometimes she would get depressed. And she told me, I don't know if my husband and I really belong together. And she said to me, I know I'm spiritual. I talk about spirituality. I miss my friends. We talk about changing the world. When I hear changing the world, I become suspicious, you know. Uh, and, and I said to her, uh, you know, why don't you belong together? What do you feel uh, is not right? Is he not kind? Is he not loving? Is he too demanding? No, she says, you know, sometimes, you know, he works very hard, many hours. Sometimes he comes home, you know, I leave for him something, you know, some snacks. I might not even make dinner because I go to my meetings three times a week. And I meet my friends to talk, you know, we talk, we study books on spirituality, we discuss spirituality. And I said to her, listen, your husband's spirituality is serving you. You talk about spirituality. And he provided for you and your children. And you're saying, never complain that you may not be at home and there is no dinner. Because you are there, out there talking about spirituality. And kind of she cooled down a little bit, you know, and, and we, we basically started focusing on with her on gratitude, because she was really not grateful. It's easy to talk about spirituality. You have to live it, practice it. Uh, and spirituality is, you know, I, I hear a lot, you know, there is a Hebrew term, tikkun, tikkun olam, and that is saving the world. When people begin to talk about saving the world, as I said, I become suspicious. Save your neighbor first, save yourself, work on your qualities, become a kind, loving human being. That's your spirituality. Before you save the world, uh, make peace with your family, with the, have good relationship with everyone, and be kind and extend yourself in your community. Don't try to save the world. I've I heard about um, and I knew some people who were all about saving the world and were brutal uh, and some sadistic to the members of their family. In fact, I work with somebody who who is a big person in in the spiritual community but his uh, children are very disturbed uh, severely obese and depressed because he's being abusive to all of them and yet he's a pillar of community that spirituality amounts to nothing uh, your spirituality starts at home being a good human being. Anyway, listen, I was actually planning to do something else today. Uh, I wanted to talk about narcissism. Because last week we spoke about, 
I touched on um, arrogance that we already covered a long time ago, and then we spoke about pride. And I mentioned that uh, the closest the quality of pride would be in the psychology to narcissistic personality disorder. And I mentioned that, and somebody actually wrote to me an email saying, listen, uh, I go for therapy, and I explained to my therapist how my husband acts. And my therapist said that it's typical um, narcissistic personality disorder behavior. So would you please talk in the next show um, on about narcissism? And I think it's a very important subject, and I would like to cover this subject. So next time, I will talk about narcissism. But for now, we have to wrap up our show. It's amazing how time runs very fast. It's already 2.58. I have another minute and a half. So I want to wish you all a wonderful week, a week of growth, a week of fun, of curiosity, uh, happiness, peace to all who want to live in peace.